Luke 15, uh, 11 through 24. And he said, a man had two sons, the younger of them, said to his father, Father, give me the share of the estate that falls to me. So he divided his wealth between them. And not many days later, the younger son gathered everything together and went on a journey into a distant country. And there he squandered his estate with loose living. Now when he had spent everything, a severe famine occurred in that country, and he began to be impoverished. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, and he sent him into the fields to feed swine. And he would have gladly filled his stomach with the pods that the swine were eating, and no one was giving him anything. But when he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired men have more than enough bread, and I'm dying here with hunger? I will get up and go to my father, and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired men. So he got up and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion on him and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet, and bring the fatted calf, kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found, and they began to celebrate. So after reading that, I thought, what would Spurgeon have to say? So, here we go. It is quite certain that those whom Christ has washed in his precious blood need not make a confession of sin as culprits or criminals before God the judge, because Christ has forever taken away all their sins in a legal sense, so that they no longer stand where they can be condemned, but are once for all accepted in the Beloved. But having become children and offending as children, should they not every day go before their father and confess their sin and acknowledge their iniquity in that character? Nature teaches that it is the duty of erring children to make a confession to their earthly father, and the grace of God in the heart teaches us that we as Christians owe the same duty to our heavenly father. We daily offend and ought not to rest without daily pardon. Suppose that my trespasses against my Jesus, against my Father, are not at once taken to him to be washed away, but the cleansing power of the Lord Jesus, what will be the consequence? If I have not sought forgiveness and been washed from these offenses against my Father, I shall feel at a distance from him. I shall doubt his love to me. I shall tremble before him. I shall be afraid to pray to him. I shall grow like a prodigal, who, although still a child, was yet far away from his father. But if with a child's sorrow at offending so gracious and loving a parent, I go to him and tell him everything, and do not rest until I realize that I am forgiven, then I shall feel holy love to my father and shall go through my Christian career, not only saved, but as one enjoying presence and peace in God through Jesus Christ my Lord. 
There is a wide distinction between confessing sin as a culprit and confessing sin as a child. The father, the father's bosom is the place for penitent confessions. We have been cleansed once for all, but our feet still need to be washed from the defilement of our daily walk as children of God. So, Lord, we pray that although we wander, although we roam, we may be far away from home, your long arm stretches out and brings us back. Lord, let us not go a single day without repentance in our hearts, but a joyous repentance, knowing that we're saved and we're your children, Lord. Help us to be humble and kind and gentle to the point where we don't really need to be punished so severely every day, Lord, but that we want to follow you and love others as Jesus has loved us. So we thank you for this lesson, Lord, and we we know that we will be continually in debt to you, Lord, but the debt has been paid. So therefore, Lord, we can come to you rest at your feet. We thank you for that, Lord. Pray that this day, we are not wandering now. We're all here, Lord. So it is a time of worship. It's a time of joy. It's a time of learning your word, Lord. Pray that we can stay attentive and give it what it deserves, Lord. Please let the Spirit rest on this place so that we can worship you truly as you deserve. In Jesus' name, amen.